Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Pablo. And this is the Train Professionals Podcast. it going guys um this is going to be pablo's and i's first official episode with pablo as a professional on the pod how are you doing today pablo doing great you know i'm excited to be on the show now it's great to be professional you know yeah well i'm pretty sure everyone's excited to hear you man i'm at least i know i am i enjoyed my last conversation with you you know it's a little bit of a as tryout did I. what yeah as yeah. did i yeah, it was great, man. Yeah, so it was a little bit of a tryout for you, and uh, it's good to have you here. So uh, going to three-week pods. We'll also hear from Pablo on Sunday. Tomorrow is going to be me and Tom. So uh, if you want to hear maybe a bit more debate, tune in tomorrow. But, you know, maybe Pablo and I might butt heads a few times. But I think uh, generally, you know, we're more numbers people than opinion pieces. So... Uh, I mean, there, there, I think, I don't know. We'll just kind of yeah, see I mean, how it goes, but I remember it being very smooth the first time we did it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah so it was. we're going to start off with, uh, Thursday night football. Um, because Tom and I have been doing it on Thursdays and we want you all to actually hear the predictions instead of like, you know, hear them after the game. So you can go into the game, maybe knowing something you didn't or hearing something or another. So yeah, we, we want to get our predictions out there before the game starts. It'll be up on Thursday morning. We're recording on Wednesday night. So let's get into it. All right. So the score I have for this game, I got 44 to three thirty three Cardinals. Pablo just announced that I think he said Quentin Dunbar and Shaquille Griffin are going to be out for the Seahawks, which poses even more problems for that defense for Kyler Murray to just tear up. Uh, yeah, I mean, Kyler Murray tear them up last time they played, and I'm pretty sure those two guys were there. So now it's going to be, I guess, even more so. And hey, who knows? Maybe they were the problem. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. They, they, they seem like the defense's best players, but I, I don't know. Addition yeah. by subtraction? Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Which was? Yeah, addition by subtraction, you know. It, they become better when they lose their two best players. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't oh, make I know any sense whatsoever. Uh, if, if they do perform better without them, I'll definitely be scratching my head. But, yeah, that's. I think this might be the highest score I've ever predicted for Thursday night this year. So Really? Yeah. And, well, I mean – Yeah. Yeah. Going back on the subtra- subtraction or addition by subtraction, though – that's what happened with the Patriots receiving core this year. Nikhil Harry and Edelman went down, and our receivers are a lot better now. It's yeah, just, yeah, totally. Yeah. Jacoby Myers, so much better. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why they weren't using him before. I mean, yeah, Belichick needs to kind of you know get get his stuff straight. Yeah. So sorry. Go back to what you were saying. Yeah, it's all right. Um, yeah, so I, I just have one more thing to say. It's the same amount of points that the Bills put up on the Seahawks. So, uh, yeah, and the Cardinals just beat the Bills. So I, I think it kind of makes logical sense. They might even put up more points. So, what's your score? My score is going to be closer, and it's going to go to the Seahawks. I say thirty-four, thirty-one. It's an important division game. And I don't see Russell Wilson – he lost last time. So, I don't see Russell Wilson going two games behind or one game back in the division and getting swept by the Cardinals this year. I don't see that happening. He's too experienced. And right now, usually, is where the Seahawks make their run towards the playoffs. And it starts at prime time. I'm taking the Seahawks 34-31. to 31. Yeah, that's very fair. Uh I obviously want that outcome because I'm still salty about that Cardinals-Bills game. Um, Yeah, so let me just read off a few stats to you right now. Hang on a second. Gosh dang it. some reason, this isn't working right now. Doing this live right now. Oh, jeez. Oh, no. 
All right. Never mind. So I'm just going to say that you can look for yourselves, but Stefan Diggs has gotten, has not gotten below uh, double digit fantasy points in full PPR leagues. And DeAndre Hopkins has been way less inconsistent. So uh, my player to watch for this game is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, I think that if he's consistent for these last seven games, I think he's the best wide receiver in the league, even with Stefan Diggs start. And I think tonight he could take over Stefan Diggs for the passing, uh, for the receiving yards in the NFL being the leader. So uh, because Stefan Diggs has a bye this week, he'll at least have the title for a week and it'll be a close race at that point, but it'll be kind of a race to a thousand yards at that point. So uh, my player to watch is DeAndre Hopkins, see if he continues his sort of stellar performance that he had last week to this week. Yeah. I mean, he has all the confidence, you know, he's, he's like the toast of the town right now. Arizona loves him. And yeah. uh, he's definitely going to carry that over because it's a short week, you know, and they're all super hype to, you know, cause they just won. So now I think that definitely could carry over, but I don't know the Seahawks, they've not been looking well in the past few weeks. And I think, this is where Russell Wilson goes into the locker room, turns things around. I think Pete Carroll is going to get his mind in the game. And I don't know. I just feel like the Seahawks are not going to let themselves get swept by the Cardinals this year. I mean, that would just be kind of sad almost, I feel. I, I don't I know Kyler is special and everything. And I know this is a different Cardinals team, but for years the Seahawks have just owned the Cardinals and Russell Wilson has been a part of that. So I think that's going to yeah. kind of play with his head a little. He's going to be like, I can't let this happen. I can't get swept by the Cardinals. So I know what you mean by that. And I know Russ can turn it on to another level. So I I know the battle was Josh Allen versus Kyler Murray last week. But even as a Bills fan, I'm saying this battle is going to be better. Russell Wilson versus Kyler Murray. It's kind of yeah. like the passing of the torch in the division almost if the Cardinals win it. And then if uh, the Seahawks win it, it's almost going to kind of be like – uh, you know, old man kind we're of showing still here. the yeah, we're still here, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I, I think that's a very interesting dynamic to kind of observe. I think I'm sure both players have an immense respect for each other. So Yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Like, Russell yeah. Wilson showed it last year when Kyler was a rookie and they weren't doing so well. Like during the jersey swaps, swapped his jersey with Kyler Murray last year, you know. Yeah. Showing him yeah. respect. Yeah, for sure. So kind of going off of that, narrative for this game is the division race, obviously. How is the NFC West going to turn out after this game? Uh, And obviously whoever comes out on top is going to be leading the division and most likely is going to win it because – well, I, I mean, I don't know. I think if the Cardinals come out and win it, they're, I think they're most likely going to win it. But I think it's still a qu- close race even if the Seahawks win it because then at that mm-hmm. point they'll they'll be tied uh, one-to-one head-to-head. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, you said it, dude. Like, I think if the Cardinals win, the Seahawks are in trouble because that Rams loss was huge because the Rams are creeping up a little bit. I think the Rams will lose. They're playing the Buccaneers. Actually, I don't know. That one's 50-50. But the Rams have got a pretty – no, never mind. I'm looking at it right now. They're playing, like, two really bad teams, but the rest of their games are going to be super tough. Um, I mean, the Rams could come up for that second spot, you know. So I think this is a must-win game for the Seahawks if they want to win the division. The Cardinals could come back. But I don't know if the Seahawks can, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, huge game. Uh, I, I don't know about the Rams. I mean, they're a different team. I I feel like they're so up and down, you know? Like, I can't even say they're a different team than they were at the beginning of the year because they came out pretty hot, and then they kind of simmered a little, and then now they're kind of heating up again. It's, it's weird. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I agree. They just had a big win, though, against the Seahawks, kind of proving that they can go up against bigger teams. So, like I said, kind of confidence and momentum is building up for the Rams right now, I hope. you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I'm not looking at the rest of the Thursday night slates right now, but this is the best one 
so far that I've seen. I mean, for a while there, Tom and I were doing it, and the games were just kind of dry, like Buccaneers versus Bears. So I hope this is kind of the start of, you know, better games when it gets close to playoff time and uh, the games really start to matter even more and more. So, uh, yeah, uh, you got anything else to say about this game? Um, I mean, look out for Chris Carson. He's coming back this week. I think he's fully healthy. So expect him to, like, get right off the blocks. You know, we saw that with Nick Chubb last week. He had a big game, um, and it was his first game back. So, I mean, look for Chris Carson for sure. And then also, how is Russell going to play? That's kind of the last thing i got to say. I, th- I think he's going to do really well. He's going to find Tyler Lockett a lot. He always seems to do that on prime time. He always seems to just find Tyler Lockett for like 150-plus yards and like two touchdowns, you know? Yeah, one more thing. Uh, let it be known that DK Metcalf's worst game actually came against the Cardinals. You might have thought it was last week against the Rams. Uh, in half PPR, at least, um, DK only got 3.8 against the Rams, and he got, I think it was 3.3 against the Cardinals. So, yeah, the Cardinals yeah. somehow shut him down. Uh, Vance Joseph... I could see why he got hired as a head coach because he, he's pretty good as a defensive coordinator. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think yeah. he was too – sorry, he was too young to be, like, head coach. I think now these years of experience with finally, like, a good competent defense is really helping him. Yeah, or maybe he's more of a defensive coordinator suited. Like, like Leslie Frazier, when he was a head coach, he wasn't so great. But now he's on the Bills. I mean, I know they're having a rough year this year, but – uh, in years past on the Bills, they, they've been pretty stout with Leslie Frazier as DC. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, you can see that everywhere. Romeo Cornell on the, the Texans, he's been a D coordinator like all his life, and now he's he's just like the interim head coach. You know, he's yeah. like the oldest head coach in the NFL, but he's been like a D coordinator like for like 20 plus years of his career. He's only been a head coach like once, I think of the Browns in like the mid two thousands. Yeah. So I think he kind of found what he wanted to do, but um, all right, that's going to wrap it up for our Thursday night preview. We're going to come back to you with some division collision. You'll find out what that is next section. with our brand new section division collision you might be questioning yourself what does that even mean uh over the next seven weeks we're going to take a look at each division uh you know afc north nfc south is this week uh we'll see what it is next week and the weeks coming after that but we're going to take a deep dive into each division so that uh the teams aren't left out kind of and um yeah so this week, we do have the NFC South and the AFC North. Um, we'll start with the NFC South. Pablo, who's your uh, division winner for this guy? My division winner has to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Sorry, it just it has got to happen. Um, they're really picking up speed. I don't know. I, like, fell in love with that game they had last week against the Panthers. It was close to the beginning, but they, they like, pulled away at the end. And I don't know, they're really starting to look like kind of like the Golden State Warriors of football. Like that, they finally are using that explosive offense. Ronald Jones is going off. So they finally have a run game they can trust, you know. And with Drew Brees going down, I see that this is a straight path for Tom Brady to win the division. No question. Yeah, you can't see me right now, but I'm nodding my head. I agree with you, but. I don't think it's that close or it's that much of a blowout. Like uh, I think it's going to be a close race between them and the saints. Uh, they did get blown out by the saints really badly. And yeah. I think that the saints are a more complete football team, even with Drew Brees out. I think Jameis Winston can do enough to get them there. Uh, Alvin Kamara is a beast. Their defense has been playing much better than they were at the beginning of the season. Uh so I think it's a close race. I still think the Bucks take it because their offense is just too good. Um, even when Antonio Brown just started, this is his second week, and he's putting up decent numbers with Tom Brady. 
they seem to be developing that chemistry. They almost hit on a very long touchdown uh, this past Sunday. So if if they can get much more of those splash plays out of Antonio Brown, and if they can uh, continue this sort of you know momentum going with the offense, then I think that they can just steamroll their way kind of to division win, kind of like the Falcons did back in 2016, and it eventually led them to the Super Bowl. So, uh, you know, kind of greatest show on turf 3.0. I mean, maybe. So, yeah, definitely interesting to see that. Um, and then we got the other teams in the division. We got the Panthers and the Falcons. Um, you know, I read those two teams – and they have the same record. They well, actually, the Panthers are even worse. Panthers are three and seven. Falcons are three and six. To, like I thought to myself when I read those teams, like, oh yeah, the Panthers are a much better football team than the Falcons. They're the same record basically. Actually, the Panthers are even worse than the Falcons. Uh, yeah, yeah. Falcons. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with them. Uh. They obviously fired Dan Quinn this year, so I think it's going to be rebuilding for at least two years after this. I feel so bad for Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. Uh, They've been around for a while, and they really don't deserve this. I mean, they made it to the Super Bowl four years ago, and they were a 25-point lead away from winning it. So, yeah, it's kind of just unfortunate to see that. Um, we obviously got our Patriots fan here who obviously <laughs> did not turn off the TV after they were ahead that much. Um, I was watching that game and I was extremely happy because at the time the Patriots were a huge powerhouse and I was like, oh my gosh, thank goodness that this is happening. I, I predicted the Falcons would win anyways that year. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, what do you, what do you think about that Pablo? About the Super Bowl or about the Falcons? I I, I could do both. Anything Super I said. Bowl, <laughs> it was tough. Um, I didn't have, like, complete confidence until that Dante Hightower fumble. I don't know, dude. It was so weird. That, that so, those, so emo- those emotions that I went through. <laughs> gosh. I, I can't even imagine it. That's the thing. That Tom Brady pick six. Like that's 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 yeah. so stressful. That's so stressful. I know because it wasn't like the stress left because we still have to complete the comeback because we we led for zero seconds of that game and still won. We led for zero seconds. That's that's actually hilarious. Yeah, yeah, I know. I love that stat. Um, and then going back to like the division, I do think the Panthers will end up getting, I guess, like the third spot. I think the. The Falcons will finish last in the division. I'm looking at the schedules. Panthers have a way easier schedule. Plus, the Panthers have shown that they can go up against really good teams, like the Chiefs. They kind of um, gave the Buccaneers what they got in the first half of the, that last game. And they've got some pretty like close games here. They got the Broncos, the Panthers, the football team. You know, so you know, I, I see the Panthers definitely picking up like three wins before the season closes out. And the Falcons have a super hard schedule. They've got, like, all the tough teams, Chiefs, you know, Raiders, Buccaneers, like, twice maybe. Sure. Or once. Yeah, Saints. So, um, I mean, I do like the Falcons, but they are trying to rebuild. And, I mean, I think the smart thing that they should do is just try to get a higher draft pick, you know, try to get closer to, like, the top five, you know. Yeah. Well – I think it's kind of obvious what the Buccaneers are doing this season. So my next question is kind of, well, I don't know. What do you think about it? What are the Bucks Super Bowl window? What What is their Super Bowl window? Uh, is it only this year? Do you think Tom Brady can sustain this still? I mean, people have been asking this for what, 10 years. Can Tom, is Tom Brady getting old? Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. clearly he, ha- he has not been old. I, I mean, I don't know. Was it just a change of scenery? What, what What's going to happen with the Buccaneers? What's their Super Bowl window? Uh, should they draft a quarterback in this upcoming draft? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I got two points. I can never say Tom Brady's done. I remember middle school being like, oh, this is Tom Brady's last year, and now I'm a senior in high school, and, like, he's still in the league. 
Yeah. What the heck? You know, yeah. um, I definitely Build think they, sh- they, yeah, they should draft a quarterback this year. Not first round though, because um, I don't know. I guess that'd be kind of like a waste because I do think their Super Bowl window is two years this year and next year. I definitely, I think Tom Brady should come back next year. The thing is, they did get a lot of players on one year deals. Leonard Fournette. Um, I think Ronald Jones, his rookie contract is up. Antonio Brown, you know. Yeah. So that's that's three guys on their offense um, who are going to be free agents. But their their defense is locked up. Their defense is still playing on rookie deals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So they definitely do got two years, I think, a two-year window. That's why you shouldn't pick a quarterback in the first round. You know, wait, because there is a lot of quarterback talent this year in this draft. Um and I think definitely picking an offensive player like they did this year in Tristan Wirfs or maybe even getting a like a, a defensive like you know what would you say? Defensive showrunner. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Some really guy defensive guys star. Players. Yeah, I know what you mean. Just defensive someone, star, yeah. Oh my goodness. Someone like Aaron Donald or I, I don't know. I don't know how high the draft pick is gonna be, but yeah. They're definitely making a push this year. And I definitely think the NFC is much weaker than the AFC. So it feels like this team was put together with super glue. And, you know, I I, I mean, (laughs) it feels like they got a whole bunch of bars of gold together and threw it all in a big pile and put super glue all over it. And hopefully it worked out. And it seems to be doing the job. I I mean, so I can't criticize it really, but – so good on the Bucks. Uh, you were just asking me: Is Drew Brees done after this season? It, it, what, did we see the last football of Drew Brees uh, with his with his new injury, with Jameis Winston stepping in, collapsed lung, multiple broken ribs? Um, well, I'll let you answer your own question first. What do you think? I mean, he's gonna be want he he wants to be chasing the record books kind of how Brady's chasing Super Bowls. Breeze is also chasing a Super Bowl, but he's also known for his passing yards, passing touchdowns. And Brady's obviously going to jump ahead of him because Breeze is missing time, right? So do I see him coming back for another year? I could definitely see it because he's in Brady's shadow right now when it comes to the age number. He's only a year younger, right? And no one's ever asking, oh, is this Breeze's last year? They're always asking about Brady because Breeze is kind of – one year younger, he's not the oldest quarterback and whatnot. Um, it depends because I feel like he's kind of like the Andrew Luck type who's going to be looking on football and being like, I don't know, maybe life is bigger than football, you know, because he had a really good career. So, but his team is really good right now. Like his team is poised to, to win him a Super Bowl. So I, I, I say he comes back for one more year. I say he comes back for one more year. It definitely doesn't seem like he's the Drew Brees of old, though. You know what I mean? At least, yeah. At least what I saw from him at the beginning of the year, uh, I think his average air yards per attempt was last in the NFL for a few weeks there. I don't know if he's gone up or down, but I did hear that at one point at the beginning of the season. So, um, I think it was looking really rough for him, but he's given no indication that he's going to retire. And uh, I think that I, I, I don't know what their plan is exactly. Cause they say that, I mean, Sean Payton says he has confidence in Taysom Hill, but is, can he really take over an NFL offense? Like, I don't think so. I think he's always no. going to be kind of what he is. Um, and, you know, James Winston is not the answer. Uh, he's a, great backup quarterback I think he'll be the best backup quarterback um of the 2020s so yeah I I mean I don't know it's gonna I I think for me it's kind of a wait and see thing maybe how far I think if he gets really far this year in the playoffs uh I think he'll stick around yeah I mean the Taysom Hill magic ends once he becomes a starting quarterback I really do not see Taysom Hill running an NFL offense. Again, Jameis Winston, he has to prove himself. I could see him starting if he does well, but I don't know if he will do well. I, I actually really agree with that statement you just had. If they go deep in the playoffs, that 
he'll come back. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I can, I can totally get behind that. It's just, it's with Drew Brees, you know, no one really knows what his status is with retirement and all that, you know? Yeah. He doesn't really seem to be talking about it that much, but I think a pull of Peyton Manning, yeah. maybe if they win the Super Bowl, it'll be like, you know, kind of the last ride, you know, went yeah. out, yeah. went out on top. I mean, I think if Peyton Manning played another year, it would have been awful, but yeah. Yeah. Smart, smart choices. Yeah. Well, you got anything else to say about this division? Um, I mean, look out for the Panthers. I think the Panthers are that next team. Um, yeah, I agree. To win the division. I agree. Yeah. Teddy B um, is I don't know really if, good. Yeah, I like him a lot. Um, and they, they, they got those offensive weapons. I don't know if CMC will still be around when that time comes. Because, you know, I think running back is just like a switch door position. They did pay him um, though. They they made him the highest paid running back. Yeah, but like, will he be at the same level talent wise that he is right now? Especially since he just got injured. Like you know, sometimes yeah, yeah. the injury really like derails somebody's career, like David Johnson and whatever. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, I think I said earlier the the ceiling for running back for me is twenty eight, and he is kind of the centerpiece of that offense. So I think I don't know how old he is right now. I mean, this is his third. Or, yeah, third year in the league? Fourth. I Fourth think year? it's Saquon's third. Saquon's third. Oh, yeah, it is Saquon's third. Oh, Shoot. maybe it's his fifth. I think it's his fifth. No way. Yeah, I think McCaffrey, this is his fifth year. Huh. He wasn't He wasn't drafted in 2015, though. Was it? Was 2016, it? I think. Or I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's 2016. Let's fact check this. Yeah, we can we can do a real quick check, but uh, if this is his fifth year in the league, he'll be up there. Then, uh, if he was drafted at twenty one, he'll be twenty six. If he was drafted at twenty two, he'll be twenty seven. So that's that's rough for a running back, uh, especially after this is kind of his first major injury. But if this is only his fourth year, then he'll definitely he'll either be twenty five or twenty six. So I think that. He still has time, so I think they can make a push next year or the year after, and I think he'll he's, still be good. He's only 24 years old. No way. Yeah, but he's been <laughs> so, in. Th- this is his fourth year. Fourth year. Yeah, so they got loads of time with him, I think. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I think I agree with you. Watch out for the Panthers. Uh, mm-hmm. Moving on, we got the AFC North. This division is so cool this is this is so interesting i think this is easily the best division this year yeah for sure everybody was getting hype with the nfc west at the beginning of the year but this division is awesome the last place team i just i love the Bengals. you know yeah um like i i I love joe burrow t higgins they have a bright future but let's talk about kind of who's gonna win you know definitely not I think it'll be the Steelers just because they'll have the tiebreaker over the Ravens. I see the Ravens and Steelers both going 12 and four. And I know the Ravens have hit a slump. They just lost the Patriots who a lot of people are saying are not that good. Right. Mm -hmm. But the AFC North plays the NFC East for the rest of the season. And the NFC East, if you don't already know is trash absolute trash all of them right so yeah these are just going to be easy wins easy wins for the ravens and the steelers and the browns you know probably the Bengals too you know so i say both the steelers and the ravens will go 12 and 4 but the steelers will beat the ravens in that second head-to-head matchup on thanksgiving um and the steelers will win yeah uh Real quick question before I give my winner to the Steelers. So I think you just predicted the Steelers to go undefeated. When's their first loss? Or they not the, to not go undefeated? Sorry. When's their first loss? I say their first loss comes. I'm. Hold on. I'm so sorry. It's all good. I had... The Steelers do play the Bills, so at some point they're not going to be undefeated. At least in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I say their first loss comes, I think it's the week after 
the Thanksgiving game against the Ravens. I think they are they playing the Bills? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So there you go. I have right. the Steelers losing to the Bills. Yeah. That's Bills. what it is. I remember it was it wasn't this week. They're playing the Jaguars easy win and I have them beating the Ravens next week. Um so I think it is against the Bills. Yeah. I mean That'd be huge if we spoiled the undefeated season with the Steelers. I mean, and also uh, for seeding purposes, if the Bills do win the division, it's not clear right now. I mean, the Dolphins are actually pretty scary. Uh, just real quick for anyone who's wondering, Dolphins win this weekend against the Broncos. They're tied with the Bills. <laughs> so, uh, but Dang. yeah, that, that's rough. Uh, Who would have thought? Who would have thought? No one. No one would have. That's the thing. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get to the uh, AFC East. But, um, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. The Steelers are not the 2008 Patriots. They're not the, what was it, 1973 Dolphins? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, they're not, they're not that good. Um, mm-hmm. They're a solid football team. Don't get me wrong. They're really good, but they're not. 16 and 0 good that's yeah that's another level of greatness so yeah i think they're they beatable kinda, yeah exactly i mean they they were struggling against the dallas cowboys without dak prescott that just proves to you that they're not a 16 and 0 team if they do go 16 and 0 it's a kind of a fluke i think everyone will kind of agree that yeah. they're the worst undefeated regular season team ever i mean that, that's kind of a strange thing to say but um yeah, and I'll tell you what. I had the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. I still think it's going to happen. This was, was was going on with Patrick Mahomes last year. Maybe not as drastic, but Lamar Jackson has hit a slump this season, um, MVP slump. And I think come playoff time, he's going to turn it on. I think he right now that Patriots loss was a real sort of uh, hot poker to him. So – I think he's going to wake up. He's going to really just go into another level. Um, and he's going to beat the Steelers on Thanksgiving. And I think the Ravens take the division. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's just my opinion. And I think that the Ravens do end up going all the way and winning the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, that would kind of happen with the Chiefs last year because all the hype was around the Ravens and the Chiefs got that first round by and then they made the AFC championship and they kind of like, I wasn't really expecting the chiefs to be in the super bowl last year towards the end of the season. So I actually totally agree where you're coming from. Yeah. 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 I um, think there's a year for each. Yeah. I mean, yeah, your future team. Yeah. What were you going to say? And I think, um, what was I going to say? Um, Lamar Jackson is kind of like a meme when it comes to the playoff time. Yeah. You know, because he's lost both times he's gone. And mm-hmm. I think this year he's a lot more a lot more mature, third year. And I think this is where he definitely comes out and just balls out in the playoffs like everybody wants him to. Yeah. I, I don't think you can count his first year as a rookie against the Chargers. That was just um, – Chargers were a good team, and he wasn't nearly what he was today. Last year against the Titans, yeah, that I, I mean, jeez, that that I I can't, there's no defense for that. That was really bad. Um, and then I think this year, if they do make it, it, he is used to playoff football. So I think, yeah, like I said, they can go pretty far. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what do you think? Let's. I don't know. I was just going to start talking about the Browns now. Same here. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Hold on. I actually have one more note because we're talking about the Steelers. Sure. This is post-Ben Roethlisberger. This is like my perfect marriage. You get Gardner Minshew from the Jaguars since the Jaguars have basically given up on him. Yeah. And you just put him as a Steelers starter. I think that would be perfect because then Gardner Minshew would be on like a completely competent team, like with a complete offense, complete defense. And I think Gardner Minshew, Gardner Minshew is a super good quarterback, but he's just in Jacksonville, you know. So I say, when Ben Roethlisberger retires, go get Gardner Minshew from the Jaguars. You will pay cheap for him, and then 
he'll he'll ball out. I I I think that would be like the perfect marriage of football, in my opinion. Well, I'll I'll, I'll top you real quick. Sam Darnold to the Steelers this off season. This off season, do you think Ben Roethlisberger retires? Um, nah. I I think it's kind of a Drew Brees situation for me. Once again, uh, yeah. if he goes far and wins it, then I think he retires. But uh, if not, I think he's going to want to stay in until he gets a chip or at least, at least makes it pretty far in the playoffs. I don't know. But Yeah. So would Sam Darnold just sit on the bench for a couple of years, you say? Yeah, and I think that's fine. Uh, I think that he'll be like kind of Teddy Bridgewater maybe. I don't know. But – Maybe yeah, yeah. he actually does compete for the starting job and actually wins it against Ben, and Ben goes somewhere else and the Steelers trade him. So uh, kind of like the Chargers did with Phillip Rivers, except they don't draft him someone. They get Sam Darnold, who I think is actually really good mm-hmm. uh, and has just been on the Jets. Um, yeah. It's unfortunate because I can't actually root for him to do well because he's on the Jets, even though I do like him. Uh, yeah. And he's not going to do well on the Jets. So, yeah. Hopefully they – I think that's kind of my dream scenario for the Steelers. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about the Browns. Um, I was just talking to Pablo. He doesn't like the Browns. And I was just telling him the Browns are my second favorite team in the NFL, uh, whatever that means. I mean, if the Bills in some bizarre world were to move to Canada or to dissolve, then I would be a Browns fan. So uh, that's kind of just my um, – Nature. I mean, <laughs> not nature, but uh, fandom. So, Browns, yeah. I mean, I think they're a lock for the playoffs this year. And maybe that's yeah, a hot take. I think so. Yeah, maybe that's a hot take. But, I mean, I also think that the Miami Dolphins are a lock for the playoffs. So, and I think the Browns are a much better team than the Miami Dolphins. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think we did the Browns during the the trash or cash segment, and I think I said that they were trash. Yeah. So, I um, I'm not saying that they will win a game. I'm saying yeah. that they will 100% make the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, same. I think they'll probably get sixth or seventh. I don't. I don't see them getting fifth. They do have a hard schedule, and they're playing the Steelers and Ravens again. Every time they play kind of like a tough playoff team, they don't seem to do well. So they've got like close games record-wise, and I'd say they, they lose them. So I, I say they go 10-6, and six, get that sixth spot. I don't see them, I don't know, winning. Unless like let's say the Colts win the – no, 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 because they'll be playing they'll, – they'll be playing a team from the AFC East actually. So, yeah. What, what, what would you – what if the Browns play the Bills in the playoffs? I, I, I can see that as a for sure possibility. Well, I, I obviously got to go with the Bills. I mean, second favorite team or not, it does matter at that point. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of thinking about the playoff picture right now. You were just talking about the Colts and the Titans. I think the Colts win that division down there. So uh, there's not enough spots to go around, really, and someone from the AFC North has to make it. Um so, I mean, I guess I got to go with Titans, Dolphins, and Browns. But then, yeah, so there's four spots. The thing is, I'm thinking of four teams, and there's only three spots. So, either Steelers or Ravens gets one of the wild card spots, right? And then uh, I think the Browns definitely get a spot. So, I think it's between the Titans and the Dolphins, my opinion. Yeah. And wow, uh, not showing any love to the Patriots. That's that's a tough that's a tough sled to pull, my friend. <laughs> I say they win out. If you win out, then you get a locked playoff spot. But yeah. right now, that's not a guarantee, my friend. Uh, I, I as much as you want it to happen. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. There's something about them. The Jacoby Myers, Damian Harris, Cam Newton. Just they're they're playing so well. I mean, I, listen, man. It's better than him trying to force Edelman the ball on double coverage. Who knows? Maybe I could just be 100% wrong about Lamar, and they just start losing like crazy. And then mm-hmm. it comes down to, like, the Patriots and the Ravens being both 9-7, and seven, and then the Patriots having a tiebreaker. Yeah. I mean, 9-7 teams. 
Yeah. Like in the AFC, I think the last three years, a nine and seven team has been in the playoffs. Maybe even longer. Yeah. I'm thinking just like recently. Exactly. So the Patriots are what? Five losses if they even lose once, which I think they – I'm saying they're going to win out, but we're not even talking about the AFC East. But I'm just saying I I have the Patriots in my playoff picture, or at least in the hunt of that seventh spot for sure. Yeah, I mean, three and five is rough, but it's definitely possible. I'm definitely not counting them out for sure. Four and five. Four and five. They're four and five now? Yeah. No way. Oh, I – Okay, so now that they're four and five, I mean that that's a much better. I, that's definitely a much brighter outlook. I mean, I yeah. I will never I I would never count a team out. Well, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I, at what point would I count a team out? Because I mean, the Bills made it back in twenty seventeen, and no one thought they would. So uh, I can't I can't really predict anything, but. Um, I, I think the Jets for sure are making the playoffs. I mean, yeah. seven and nine. Uh, that that I they have to win out too. So I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, that's an yeah. interesting discussion to have later. At what point would you call a team out? I mean, what's people's philosophy on that? But um, yeah, so I I locked the Browns as a playoff contender, uh, not a contender, a playoff make. Um, and then we got the Bengals here. Right. Yeah. Uh, then I, I want to talk about something real quick. They're two six and one, right? Yeah. I think if a team has a tie on their record, they're not a good team. Just one hundred percent. I mean, have you ever heard of a team with a tie making the playoffs? Like, if you, if you're a good team, you win in overtime, and you win that game. If it's sudden death, you go down and you score. You don't tie a game if you're a bad team. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Yeah. I completely understand that. I hate when teams tie. I I hate it too. I, I honestly think it's worse than a loss. But I think you're worth. I think you're a really bad team if you have a tie on your record. Like I, I mean, I know people talk about it as str- like bizarre playoff circumstances with ties and stuff. But like, yeah, it, it it's just never a good team that has a tie because good teams win in overtime. Exactly. Yeah, so. but the Bengals were a bad team when they tied. It was like their third week, like, and they were playing an Eagles team, which was, was still yeah. bad. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I, I don't think the Bengals were good at that point. Can we, can we just talk about how the Eagles still lead the division after losing to the Giants and being, I think, having a solid losing record at this point. <laughs> Yeah, right. we'll we'll talk about the NFC, <laughs> uh, the NFC East. That'll probably be our last section because no one wants to hear about them. We talk about them just about every week, anyways. But yeah, yeah there there's, gosh, I, I I don't want to spend any more time on them than I have mm-hmm. to. But uh, Bengals have a bright future. I think that oh, they're kind of, for sure. I think that they're kind of like the Cardinals of this year. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Burrow has shown flashes, and I think he'll be like the Kyler Murray of this year, next year. So, watch out for Joe Burrow for sure. They're going to pick up sure. in the draft, obviously, maybe a few agent, a uh, few free agents, and I think that this division is going to be fun to watch. I think the Steelers fall from grace. I think Big Ben kind of loses his touch. Uh, I think Lamar picks it up and he'll kind of, I think he'll kind of be the king of the AFC North and the Browns will just kind of be what they are uh, until Baker retires. Uh, I, I made a, I made a comp to, uh, Baker Mayfield to Eli Manning. What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, no, I heard that. I like that. Where like, he has like the one-to-one touchdown interception ratio. Yeah. And other than those two Super Bowl wins, that were huge. He kind of was like losing or like 500. I actually really like that comparison. Yeah. So I, I, I think that his career is going to be like Eli. I think he'll get a few, I think we get two fluky super Bowls, three, one, I don't know, just around that range. Uh, and Cleveland will champion him as their hero. Um, but 
I don't think that he's going to be considered as like a, an extremely great quarterback. I've, I've always been an Eli Manning fan. I still don't think he should make the Hall of Fame uh, with his statistics. I, I think he was a passable quarterback, an average quarterback. I don't think he's a great quarterback. And yeah. only great players belong in the Hall of Fame, in my opinion. Exactly. Yeah. The only um, thing helping him is like yeah. Peyton Manning and like the two Super Bowl wins. I don't even know. Yeah. But, I, I, yeah, exactly. Just the, the two Super Bowl wins are really what, what are carrying him. And th- those are great. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's incredible. Like, what he did in those Super Bowl wins, like, that, that's very good. Like, but yeah, it, I mean, we could, once again, this is another discussion for later, but what, what qualifies a Hall of Famer? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, with the Bengals, I guess my last note on them, I definitely see them winning like three games this season. Like, you know, they're not as bad. I don't know if they should fire Zach Taylor. I don't know if that's like that's the, the formula for success or the answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I see them definitely competing for the division in like when Joe Burrow is maybe in his third year, maybe even next year. Just depends on how well they do this offseason. But I really have hope in the Bengals because they're looking really good. And they're a super young team, so they can only get better from here. Yeah, main key for them, uh, offensive lineman, for sure. Mm-hmm. Joe Burrow needs for to sure. stay clean in that pocket. Exactly. I think that I, I, the NFL has been around for 100 years, and um, I think only just now are teams figuring out the formula to like kind of have a good quarterback because now we have – what like so in the Super Bowl area at least like 50 years of stuff to look back at and say okay this is what happens when we do this and I think in the 1970s and the 1980s there was much less parity and I think the teams were so bad because really it was still kind of a, a new thing that on how to develop a quarterback. Now I think it's down to a science almost. So you get a good quarterback, you get some good linemen. I think it's kind of, that was generally known back then, but I think that the teams that really figured it out are really dominated like the 49ers and the Cowboys in the nineties. And we saw the Patriots for 20 years there. Uh, They found the franchise quarterback. And I think franchise quarterbacks are much easier to come by nowadays. Um, Oh yeah, for sure. So yeah. uh, I think that uh, talent scouting is much better now. So, I mean, really, when you look at the new quarterback era, I, I, I mean, you look back, um, it was Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, um, Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning, and all, all those guys. And, you know, that's great and all. But um, I think that nowadays there's much more uh, uh, franchise QBs to go around. So, um, yeah, that, that's kind sure. of a, overall note about modern football compared to old football but what do you think about that yeah I mean I can I completely agree with your um quarterbacks or franchise quarterbacks are a lot easier to come by because like I don't know with the whole college football playoff and all that that's really kind of distinguishing the great quarterbacks from just the good quarterbacks you know and it's a lot easier to see who can perform who can lead you to a championship who's like victory driven you know um and it's so much easier to find a quarterback who can lead your team yeah and um one more thing real quick I think it's always been kind of like I think like I heard a quote like how can we not find 32 capable human beings of performing a job in the NFL I think you can but first of all, that job's getting extremely difficult. So maybe you won't find those 32 human beings, but even still, like you could find someone and just not give them the support. For example, Sam Darnold, we, we, the book is not out on Sam Darnold and he's been in the NFL for three years now. Uh, so that, that just proves that it's not always the person's fault necessarily. And I think more times than not, it's not their fault. I don't think Sam Darnold sucks, but yeah. I don't even know if he's good or not. It's just, uh, the book is just not out on him. And it's almost uh, – it's a tragedy to see, really. Yeah, yeah. I completely understand. When you have talent and you're not on a team, that's good. And, like, the, the, the head coach or GM or whoever it is is kind of screwing you over, that's that's really sad to see, you know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, 
that was division collision. Um, <laughs> we ended it kind of on some football philosophy and uh, sort of an overall look at things. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that part. But um, we're going to be doing this every single week. So tune in on Wednesday to hear about uh, maybe your division that week. Uh, we're, we'll see. It's going to be a surprise every week. So uh, you're just going to have to listen to every single podcast just to hear about your division. So, um, yeah, hope you like that section. We're going to come back to you with some fantasy advice from the professionals. with some fantasy advice from the professionals uh pablo and i have three players each tomorrow and i tom are going to do this also i'm going to have different players tom is going to have different players from pablo and we're also going to do our game picks tomorrow pablo will send us our his game picks and i will read them off tomorrow uh so in case you want to hear what pablo's opinions are on those he will have his voice heard um first guy i got here James Winston versus the Falcons. Uh, this is a very hot ad this week with Drew Brees out with the collapsed lung, broken ribs. Uh, James Winston was a fantasy sort of phenom last year. I mean, like, uh, and in years previous too. But <laughs> I remember I was listening to fantasy focus uh, football for the NFL, and uh, this guy said, James Winston is great because – I can pick up a defense every single week and start him against him and start Jameis Winston and still have a crap ton of points from Jameis Winston and the defense because Jameis Winston will throw a whole bunch of interceptions. Uh, hopefully he'll be much more refined in this offense than on the Buccaneers because he was just throwing up a whole bunch of hero, hero balls and he did have LASIK surgery. Uh, so this was kind of our first look at Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, we'll see if it's new Jameis or not, but uh, I'm sure if I had to guess, we will see one or two interceptions against the Falcons, but I still think he will put up a lot of points because I don't think the secondary can hold. Uh, what do you think? Yeah. Who's your guy? I mean, I, I definitely think if you're going to be starting a game, the Falcons is a pretty good team to be starting against. Like, you know, their, their secondary. I remember the first time I was on, I was talking about, about the secondary is not that good. Um, and, I mean, if he doesn't throw an interception, that's not really the Jameis we know and love. You know, it's not like people hate Jameis Winston. We love Jameis Winston. Yeah. But if he's not committing turnovers, like, every quarter, like, who is this guy, you know? Yeah, I, definitely I, I, think I know what you mean. Surgery yeah. Will help him. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, he went 30 for 30 last year. That That, that was incredible. 30 touchdowns yeah. and 33 interceptions. I mean, like – it's unheard of. I mean, that, and like, I, I don't know. You, you don't know if you love him. You don't know if you hate him. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool to see that he's back and I'm starting him in multiple leagues because I have confidence he will be great this week. So who's your first guy? My first guy is going to be Curtis Samuel, a uh, wide receiver for the Panthers. He's been doing really well last week. Meh, you know, like six points maybe, but the two weeks prior, he was getting like 20 points a piece, right? And he's playing. Who is he playing? He's he's not playing. Who do that? Good. Yeah. Shoot, hold on. Let me pull this up right now. Yeah. Live look at it. But uh, I hear what you're saying. People were kind of saying at the beginning of the season that, oh, what's his use going to be in this offense? But – He's been kind of getting some running back looks. He's been getting uh, jet sweeps and uh, yeah. general wide receiver looks, uh, wide receiver three looks. So um, yeah. three different types of looks in one offense. That's pretty good. And, uh, yeah, and it's kind of – DJ Moore has kind of faded away, but Robbie Anderson has been sick. And, yeah, I definitely agree with that pick. Uh, yeah. Who the Panthers yeah. have? They're playing the Lions, the Lions. So it's not really a good secondary either. So I think the Panthers are going to be able to look for Curtis Samuel a lot this week. And I see him definitely getting – I guarantee he gets you more than 12 points for All sure. Right. That's my guarantee. That's Curtis a Samuel. very, very safe floor. Uh, definitely a flex start, maybe even a wide receiver two start. Uh yeah, I think he's kind of been overlooked. People aren't talking about him enough, but 
Uh, if he's on your waivers, pick him up. Give him a start against the Lions, uh, especially considering the fact that their only cornerback is Jeffrey Kuda, and after that, who even knows? And he's a wide receiver three, so who's going to be on him? Maybe a linebacker. So uh, yeah. definitely a great start against the Lions. Um, yeah, sounds great. Um, my second guy I have here is Salvan Ahmed. And before people start to say, you know, to themselves in their heads while they're listening to this right now, you're chasing points, Steven. Uh, you're not, you're not actually, you know, really thinking about it. Uh, well, I am. So Miles Gaskin is out and they just released Jordan Howard. Matt Breed is injured. Who's going to get the touches? Who's going to get them? No one. They're playing the Broncos, who have just been atrocious this season. Um, yeah, so Salvin Ahmed, great start. He's going to get all the touches in the offense. When Miles Gaskin did step in, he was getting all of the touches too. So I think they definitely prefer a sort of, uh, you know, one pony show, uh, at least in Miami. So I think he's going to get all the touches this week. Uh, they're projecting him to get 9.9 fantasy points on NFL, but I project more for him. He just put up, I think, 22. Uh, so I think, yeah, give me the same floor that you gave for Curtis Samuel. He would at least score 12 points this week. Definitely worth a flex start. Maybe a wide receiver two or wide receiver, running back two start if you're struggling, uh, which I am in a few leagues, and I have him plugged in there. Uh, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, dude, that, that's that's a perfect pick because, dude, the Broncos last week who played the Raiders – wait. Yeah, the Broncos played the Raiders last week. That's right. And yeah. the, the Raiders had two running backs um, with over 80 yards and two touchdowns. So this guy's going to be the one-man show. So he's obviously going to be – he's definitely at least getting you 100 yards and a touchdown, you know. Yeah. No yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. That That's 16 points there too. I was projecting yeah. 12, so even if he gets 60 yards and one touchdown, that's that's great. Uh, yeah. yeah, so – and I think um, – real quick mention, uh, I'm starting the Dolphins' defense as streamers in a lot of places, also the Chargers' defense who are playing the Jets. And I'm also uh, starting uh, – well, I'm not starting Tua anywhere, I don't think, but I think Tua is worth a start if you're struggling at QB. Uh, obviously, Jameis over Tua, if you have the choice. Pablo, who's your second guy? My second guy is going to be, shout out to Tom, Logan Thomas yeah. of the Washington football team, right? I see him on some waivers in both my leagues. I think he's on waivers. Alex Smith is the quarterback. They love throwing the ball with him. Like Tom said last week, 55 attempts through the air. Logan Thomas is going to be getting a lot of looks. Um and I think he's going to go off this week. He's playing the Bengals. You know, I think the Bengals' weakest position, no, their linebackers are all right. Not the, not the weakest position of their defense. I think they have no rush game. But um, Logan Thomas will be getting targets, and he will be getting catches. So especially this year, tight end is a terrible position in fantasy. There seems to be nobody getting points. Pick up Logan Thomas. Give him a start. Because if you don't have Travis Kelsey or – I don't even know because George Kittle's out. Darren Waller. Yeah, Darren Waller. You're not going to be getting – you're not set on a tight end. So pick him up, you know. I might pick him up in some leagues, start him. So you better do that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, man. Uh, I was actually talking to my friend about it today. Uh, he was asked, he literally asked me, he said, what good tight ends actually are there? And I thought to myself, there's maybe three, maybe four. Uh, uh, I, I think I said Travis Kelsey, George Cato, who's on IR, and Darren Waller definitely are three very solid tight ends. Uh, they're going to get you uh, – 15 plus basically every week at that point they have wide receiver one value as a tight end. Um, never drafted like a really great tight end. I've always kind of just been looking for them last year. I picked up Mark Andrews, which was pretty great, but this year tight end has been atrocious. Uh, there hasn't actually been any really breakout stars at, at first. It was kind of Dalton Schultz. I think I had him uh, when Dak Prescott was in and then Dak Prescott injured and Dalton Schultz uh, quickly disappeared. Hayden Hurst has kind of been picking it up 
Um, that was the guy I was high on. So I don't know, maybe he wasn't used to the offense at first, but he's been getting double digit points for the past four weeks in the ESPN PBR leagues. Um, yeah. So I also got a tight end here. Uh, I refuse to start just about any single Washington football team player. Uh, I have Antonio Gibson starting for me in one of my leagues, maybe Terry McLaurin, uh, who had a really bad game last week, but, um, give me Austin Hooper. Uh, he once again had a very slow start. Um, it was kind of a questionable move why the Browns signed him when they had David Njoku, but Austin Hooper has been doing quite well for the Browns. Um, I think he's been getting double double digit points in a few consecutive weeks. So I think he's worth a start versus the Eagles, who are NFC East team, not very good. Uh, Baker's going to look for him for maybe for some end zone targets. Um, he hasn't – I don't think he's gotten a touchdown in a while, but he has been getting a lot of yards. So I think he's worth a sneaky start if you're struggling at tight end, if you don't have one of those main guys. Um, yeah, tight end just been rough. Uh, I mean – yeah, we're just trying to help you out with your tight end. Yeah, really. I mean, if Mike Gesicki is on your waivers, I'd, I'd definitely start him. Uh, really, any Dolphins offensive players to start for me this week uh, against the Broncos. Um, yeah, who else? Um, any Chargers player against the Jets. Uh, that, as general advice, I think those are very safe starts. Um, Austin Eckler will be back next week, so – uh, make sure to get them off your IR uh, before they played the Bills in Week 12. Paul, do you got anyone else? Yeah, my last guy here is uh, Damian Harris, running back from the New England Patriots. Got to represent. He's the running back one now. Um, James White is mostly kind of a third down back, but not really if it's like third and short because they'll be giving it to him. They'll be giving Damian Harris the rock or Rex Burkhead because they're downhill runners. Um, so James White has been a little bit off the scene lately. Sonia Michelle, he has like COVID or something like that. I, I feel like just Bill just doesn't want to play him, you know. So Damian Harris has been the running back one last week against Baltimore. No touchdowns, but 121 yards. That's 12 points, right? And if you're struggling at running back, you need it. You need to pick up this guy. They're going up against Houston, which, if I'm not wrong, they give up a lot of. He's in the green right now. So they're top five in giving up running yards to running backs. Um, and I see him having a great game. He's going to crack 100 yards, maybe maybe even a touchdown. And Cam Newton might throw the ball a couple times out of the backfield. So um, he'll definitely be getting at least 12 points this week. Give Damian Harris a start. Or if he's on waivers, definitely get him because he's a starting running back. You always want a starting running back instead of – you know, some backup or some running back by committee guy. So get Damian Harris on your team. And if he is on your team, I'd consider giving him a start, depending on who you have in your running back room. Yeah, I think I picked him up where I could, um, maybe two, three leagues. Uh, I mean, as a Patriots fan, I, you seem like you have this backfield figure out. But, I mean, I don't know. They seem like such a headache. I think – didn't Rex Burkhead get like 20 points last week? Yeah, uh, but Damian Harris did get 12 points with Rex Burkhead getting like 20 as well. So Rex Burkhead's getting like the touchdowns, but Harris is getting the yards, you know? Yeah, yeah. He's getting – I think he's getting a lot of the touches in the offense. But uh, Patriots backfield has just always been a headache to kind of figure out, I mean, my opinion. I, I mean, like, Sonny Michelle was so talented coming out. And what is he, like, kind of been also, like, yeah, Rex Turkey has kind of just always been there. I mean, he's just been on the team. Like, people think he's going to get cut all the time. He just, just always yeah. sticks around. And then uh, I'm actually facing Rex Burkhead this week in fantasy. Someone is starting him at his RB2 spot. So, uh Actually, it's Tom. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm playing Tom this week. Uh, Tom is starting Rex Perkhead. So uh, let's hope that Demetrius Harris gets all of the touches and all of the red zone touches and just get touchdowns and lots of yards. And hopefully you'll start him listening to Pablo. 
Uh, I think, yeah, I give it my seal of approval. I think that's a pretty good start, uh, even though this backfield is a headache to figure out. But he seems to have kind of taken over as the RB1 from what I've seen. So um, you got anything else? Um, not really. Those are my three, my three guys. I've got you a running back, wide receiver, and a tight end. You know, I think I don't have any quarterback to talk about this week or anything. So, yeah, I mean, I've, that's all I got. For sure, man. All right. That's going to do it for our uh, week 11 NFL preview with Pablo. Tomorrow I'm going to preview it with Tom, do some different stuff. Uh, it was a lot of fun, man. So, yeah, thanks, man. It was great. Yeah, definitely looking forward to talking to you Sunday with Tom. Uh, hope you all will tune in tomorrow and on Sunday. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Talk to you tomorrow. Uh-huh.